0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the first ever Ronin Dispatch podcast. I'm your host, Michael Wally, and I'm the alternative EV specialist here at Ronin EV. At Ronin, our goal is to help guide everybody from all generations and backgrounds into the future of electrified transport. Through our videos, articles, podcasts, services, and experiences, we bring folks into the unexplored world of electric vehicles, no matter the number of wheels or seats. In today's special first episode, we are discussing the EV presence at the Chicago Auto Show. I'm joined by my good friend, Renato Ambos, our founder and first pilot. Good to see you, Renato.
1: Hey, Wally. Excited to do this. The Auto Show gave us plenty to talk about. There's seven incredibly interesting electric cars that were nicely displayed at the show, and it seemed like there was a lot of excited guests to see them as well. Um, I count myself among them.
0: Absolutely, Renato. We've got a great conversation lined up today. I'm looking forward to all the adventures I get to share with our audience. Now, to our listeners, thanks for joining us. And remember, if you enjoy our conversation, please don't forget to share, hit that like button, send us your feedback and comments, and of course, subscribe to ensure you don't miss any Ronin Dispatches going forward. There's plenty to explore, so find more at RoninEV.com. All right, Renato, well, let's dive right into the show and talk about the first impressions.
1: Sure, so uh, I would say that it was initially very visually representative of the auto industry as a whole right now and of electrification. Mm-hmm. Um, globally, we've electrified about 1% of all the cars um, that are out and about driving. And when you look at the auto show, out of the hundreds and hundreds of cars that were there, there were seven battery-powered electric vehicles, um, which we were plenty excited to see. And Kind of focused on seeing right, um, altogether, I think this can be looked at in two ways. Right, on one hand, it's kind of amazing that we went from zero percent electrification to one percent in 10 11 years. On the other hand, look how much room there is to grow, how much more there is to ne- there needs to be done, really, um, to convert all these other customer segments. Yeah, tell me about the people you encountered, sure. There was uh, quite a few memorable interactions. I would say there was two that really stuck out with me. The first was this pretty skeptical gentleman who was initially pretty misinformed about different things ranging from range, (laughs) funny enough, battery recycling, um, and other things that are either outdated forms of information or just outright incorrect. Um, After speaking with him for a little bit, I think he came away with a little bit more info that he was pretty pretty enthused about. He seemed like a very open-minded guy. Um, Beyond him, there was also another really, really curious family that had never seen an electric car before, and they got to see an electric pickup that absolutely blew their mind when I started telling them about the specs. And getting to see people who are excited about a future where they're driving one of these cars is unbelievably satisfying, so I think altogether there's a lot of hope and a lot of realism at the same time.
0: All right, Renato, well, let's talk about specifically the Kia EV6 now.
1: Sure. Key EV6 is a really, really modern looking, beautiful kind of pseudo wagon and crossover at the same time. Um, It definitely looks like a lifted wagon, if at all, um, on some level, uh, just even being on top of its battery pack. It comes in four trim levels and they have a GT variant that apparently hits zero to 60 in three and a half seconds. So this thing can be a performance EV as well. Mm -hmm. And a performance hatchback EV by Kia, that is an interesting proposition, especially given that they are starting the pricing for it at around forty-five thousand dollars. With a range of about three hundred miles at forty-five thousand dollars, that's about right where it should be for a for a solidly affordable EV of good quality. So I think they're they're really hitting the price point on the head there. Um, you. You have two battery pack options, if you don't need all that much range, so that's pretty good, it's either 58 kilowatt hours or 77.4, and um, that's pretty much what I got in terms of uh, in terms of the specs. Um,
0: yeah, it seems like they hit it out of the park here.
1: I mean, it, it really depends, I think, on the person driving it, because it has a sister car, the Hyundai Ioniq 5, mm-hmm. that is also getting rave reviews, we're looking forward to driving that at some point soon, um, and it's built on the same platform the aesthetics of the ionic 5 are very contrasting to the aesthetics of this car Mm,
0: tell me more about that
1: sure um i would say that if the ionic 5 is using a lot of these like pixel more quadrilateral style designs for their lights for their like aesthetic i think that in the case of the ev6 they're doing something different with a lot of arrowhead like design the headlights are these kind of really geometric looking arrows pointed in towards the center of a line of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, the rear tail lights are this interesting loop that connects to the bottom line of the door panels, almost like this weird dog sled looking line if you look at it from the side profile. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was an incredibly good looking EV. I cannot wait to drive it, especially that GT version. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, just a really exciting experience all around to get to see it in person. We got a lot of great photos of it.
0: Let's move on to the next one, uh, the Chevy Bolt EUV.
1: The Bolt EUV is a smaller looking, at least from the exterior, hatchback crossover, really built for families that are doing under a certain amount of range. I would say about 40 miles a day in range. The reason I say that is it starts in at a very, very friendly price of $33,000 MSRP um, and $37,500 for the Premier version and you get at roughly 247 miles of range with with the battery options uh, that you have available. Now, given the cargo space in a vehicle this size, I'm actually quite impressed when I sat inside it and looked at the trunk space. I didn't get to see a front trunk but In the back trunk, you could certainly fit a golf bag if you were to to fit it properly, and with the seats down, definitely be able to get a bike inside. Um, Even if you don't have a rack and you have more affordable bike that you don't mind just kind of tossing in the trunk, I think altogether it's a pretty solid family car and one that everyone will really enjoy charging at home. Um, It looked at the display they were having uh, over by Chevy they were showing people that you can also get a home charging installation added to the car's purchase, which is a very nice perk. It really helps people get started if they own a garage. I haven't had a chance to drive the car yet, so I will reserve judgment about like, drive-oriented uh, details, like That's for fair. Example, cornering suspension, until I actually get that experience. But I'm eager to show, show what we find out once I do. It should be fun.
0: Let's move on to the Nissan Ariya now. Uh, What did you think about it? It had some pretty interesting features.
1: I think it was very wind-like design. Um, Beautiful rose gold contrast with the gloss black on top of the roof and along the bottom baseline of the car around the wheel wells. And then you add that front shield in the same gloss black with the boomerang headlights and you have a very sharp looking car. I think Nissan with this design nailed it. The color is very polarizing. I liked the rose gold. It seems like you did too. Without a doubt. Uh, I mean, and so did Denise who was with us uh, while we were there. Although the guy who was like 20 feet behind us did not. That was like <laughs> the most public display of hostility to a color I've ever seen in a that was in pretty, a car. Pretty fun. Like he <laughs> screams at the top of his lungs like I'd never be caught dead in that car. And like, there's like four or five people like staring in awe that it's like a nice car. It was really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of a She's shock. Their own, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a shock to the system altogether, but it was really funny. Um, beyond that, in terms of some basic information that we have, it's uh, price points around $40,000. Okay. And it's got a range target of around 300 miles and outfitted with a ton of sensors for autonomous driving, supposedly. Mm. Although, at the end of the day, we don't know much else about this. It's not drivable yet for, for folks looking to test it. Um, it's only reservable later this year, and we don't exactly know when people are going to start being able to get deliveries of it.
0: Let's move on to the Volkswagen ID4.
1: The ID4 is a family crossover that Volkswagen presented in a lovely deep blue metallic. It starts at around $40,000 and has a range between 240 and 260 miles, depending on the trim level you select. I'll kind of echo the sentiment we had when we test drove the vehicle in the article we wrote. It's not particularly thrilling to drive, but if you're the type of customer who isn't looking for a thrill and wants to get around town under 50 miles a day to do errands, take kids to school, and don't want to go to a gas station, I can't think of very many vehicles that are more accessible. So altogether, I think it was a very good first entry into the EV market for Volkswagen. But at the same time, they could maybe make it more compelling with both its software and its drive.
0: That covers one German automaker at the show. How about we discuss the next one?
1: Sure thing. We went from the Volkswagen area to the BMW display area and got to see the very interesting BMW iX. It has a range of 300 to 380 miles between its two battery pack options, the 71 kilowatt hour option and the 105 kilowatt hour option. It starts at $85,000, so it is very luxurious and very expensive. We didn't really get a chance to jump into the interior, but from what we saw, it looked really, really futuristic with a long, beautiful curved screen at the front and quilted, lovely seats with interesting contrasted stitching to the black interior. The exterior was a sunburst orange-red that was iridescent and changed tone as we walked around the car. I thought it looked absolutely fantastic. Obviously the front end was quite controversial because of the way they did the kidneys compared to previous iterations of BMWs, but it was done in the name of aerodynamics to make the car better in terms of achieving range. And so for a premium EV experience, this was held to a pinnacle. I think, altogether, families that buy the BMW iX are going to have a car that takes them comfortably any distance, even if they have to stop to charge for a bit.
0: The last two cars we got to see at the show were from Ford. What did you think about them?
1: So it was really cool. We got to see the automaker with the most EVs present at the show in terms of number of models, and that was Ford. And they got to show us the Mach-E GT variant, which I already got to test drive the extended uh, all-wheel drive version of and was thoroughly impressed with the performance side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also had the F-150 Lightning, which is of extreme interest to a lot of people who are looking for the, of course, the winner of the, the electric pickup truck wars. This is a firm contender, I would say, uh, at its price point and with what it gives. But we'll start with the Mach-E. Briefly, the Mach-E GT is the higher performance variant than the one I drove. And so if I thought it was already relatively impressive for a more or less family crossover to do what the Mach-E did, um, I think the GT would do even better. Zero to 60 in 3.8 seconds, a 270 mile range, and for this kind of performance, a starting price of 59900 MSRP. Now, compared to other performance EVs, I would say that's still a little expensive, but at the same time, compared to a lot of, well, legendary sports cars, the Mm -hmm. amount of performance you're getting for that price is absurd. Yeah,
0: it's incredible.
1: The car itself looked really, really great too in a classic solid yellow. Um, I think the front bumper that they had was really cool and super sporty with that diffuser that sent air directly to the brakes, which had the red calipers that denote, of course, the performance of the car. It had a beautiful aluminum flower pedal uh, design for the rims that I think were really sporty, aerodynamic, and got, gave you a glimpse into those red calipers. And that red contrasted so well with that yellow. I think altogether, as soon as you see this car out and about on the streets, you're going to know its performance. So did we save the best for last or what? Maybe. The F-150 Lightning we got to see was an incredible big blue behemoth with a dual motor drive capable of achieving between 230 to 300 miles of range depending on your battery pack selection. It has a starting price of $55,000 going all the way up to $90,000 depending on your trim level for retail customers, $42,000 starting price for commercial customers as Mm. it's a work truck. Mm -hmm. It does have a a 5.5 foot bed and can tow up to 10,000 pounds or do 1,800 pounds payload in the bed, which is pretty good from what I've seen of other trucks around its price range. That sounds incredible. It's a truck. Yeah, it is a work truck. The most interesting feature though, besides the incredibly large front trunk, which has power outputs for all sorts of devices and the mm-hmm. 240 output, mm-hmm. is of course the vehicle to grid capability. It can put out 9.6 kilowatts maximum to your house to power the essentials like a refrigerator, a small heating unit for a few rooms, and also of course lighting and electric stoves for campsites and things like that. I think altogether they're hitting a lot of different notes with this car, and with its lovely blue color and really sturdy looking construction, what really remains to be seen is the interior and the drive for us. I cannot wait to get our hands on it and to do a lot more in-depth reviewing, but as a first impression for us, I couldn't have asked for a better experience.
0: Well, I think that just about covers it all. Renato, thanks for joining me
1: today. Absolutely. The auto show is a lot of fun and really illuminating as an experience. There are a couple of really great cars that uh, I think we had a lot of fun talking about today. We have so much more to explore and share with everybody. So we're so grateful to have our audience on this journey with us. Sincerely, I appreciate you all.
0: Going forward in the Ronin Dispatches, I'll be bringing our listeners more and more intriguing stories and experiences with imaginative electric cars, e-bikes, skateboards, scooters, watercraft, and really anything else that moves with battery-powered electric propulsion. Please don't forget to give us a like, send us feedback, share with friends and family, and if you really enjoy the work we do, join our journey by subscribing to Ronin Membership so you don't miss out on anything as we guide people towards the future of electric mobility.
1: We can't wait to see you folks next time, all the best.